Hello, it's David Shirley here from Irish Funds. So in this episode, we've one further keynote address from the recent Irish Funds online annual conference. In this, we were delighted to welcome Mairead McGuinness, who is European Commissioner for Financial Stability, Financial Services and the Capital Markets Union. I hope you enjoyed the episode and check back soon for more great content. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to join you today. The theme of your conference, Accelerated Transformation, Disruption and Opportunity, sums up pretty well the times we're living in. COVID-19 has dominated all our lives for well over a year in ways that we could never have imagined. And hope is returning with the rollout of vaccinations. And this more optimistic mood is reflected in our growth projections for this year and beyond. We had a record contraction of 6% last year and the Commission expects a strong return to growth of just over 4% for 2021. The devastating public health crisis has impacted across the board, leading governments and the EU to take unprecedented action to support the economy and employment. Now we know that these supports cannot be removed overnight and must be done in a way that does not lead to a cliff-edge effect. We are all asking ourselves questions. Will we return to normal? And indeed, what that normal will look like? We know even before the pandemic hit that change was coming. But the pandemic has accelerated the pace of change in many sectors. Technology is being used more and more. Indeed, the focus on reaching ambitious climate and environmental goals has intensified as the time frame for delivery draws ever closer. Today, the discussion about the future is all about sustainability. It's driving company policy and financial markets. COVID is a reminder of our vulnerability and the need to rebuild our economy and society in a more resilient way. And I think we have to use this wake-up call and use it wisely to reflect on the type of society and economy we want to see emerge from this recovery. We can and indeed we must build a green, digital, resilient and equitable future. The asset management sector has a key role to play in the recovery and in building that future. It can channel investment, in particular to SMEs, to drive growth and jobs. The European Green Deal is about delivering green growth and green jobs. It's the EU's growth strategy and this strategy needs money to make it happen. We estimate that an additional €350 billion Euros will be needed every year just to reach our 2030 targets. And that funding will come from the public and private sectors. Achieving climate neutrality by 2050 demands immediate action now. Now, Ireland is already moving in this space. The development of the Irish Sovereign Green Bond Framework is a very positive development. And indeed, Ireland is one of the pioneers in the European Union, issuing nearly €3 billion Euros in sovereign green bonds in 2018. We've also seen green bond issuance by AIB and Bank of Ireland, raising nearly €2 billion. Euro. So Ireland clearly shares the EU's ambition to become a sustainable economy. The Irish Climate Bill and the European Climate Law enshrine climate neutrality by 2050 into legislation. Now, this is a very clear goal and it's very ambitious. It is one that will require a lot of work and investment. So companies and investors need to adopt a sustainability mindset. It's becoming clearer with every day that this issue is now mainstream and is no longer in the margins of business conversations. 
We know that the financial sector is key to driving money towards sustainable investments. Responsible investment considers the long term. It brings ESG factors into the investment decision process. It helps fund managers take account of sustainability risks and helps them focus on sustainable long-term returns. For markets to work effectively, we need to increase transparency about sustainability performance and information. This will allow companies demonstrate their commitment to sustainability in their planning strategy. Investors need to price risks correctly, including environmental degradation, biodiversity loss and climate change. We need a culture that embeds ESG as a core part of business strategy, which is as important as financial returns. And that's the idea behind the Commission's work on sustainable finance. We have the EU taxonomy, which classifies what is green and sustainable across a range of sectors. The regulation on sustainability disclosures and other initiatives on client sustainability preferences and fiduciary duties play a key part in embedding sustainability. We're also developing a voluntary green bond standard linked to the European taxonomy. And that would help support a large high quality market in green bonds. We're working on an eco label for retail financial products. And this would be a credible label for retail investors who want to invest in green. This label will also provide incentives for the industry to develop more green financial products. And in line with this work, the Commission is working on a renewed sustainable finance strategy to provide a much-needed roadmap to increase green investment. Of course, another trend that has accelerated is digitalisation. Asset management is embracing new technologies like artificial intelligence, blockchain and decentralised finance. Just over two weeks ago, the EIB launched its first ever digital bond issuance on an Ethereum blockchain platform. We are keen to promote innovative, efficient and secure solutions. Last September, the Commission adopted a digital finance package. And this is about promoting innovation while maintaining consumer protection and financial stability. It includes legislative proposals on crypto assets and digital resilience for financial infrastructures. Indeed, the importance of cyber resilience has been brought home to us recently in Ireland, reminding us of how vulnerable we are to cyber attacks. On the other hand, digital financial services can help modernise the European economy and turn Europe into a global digital player. But to take full advantage of digital financial services, we need investment. Indeed, the recovery and the green transition also needs huge amounts of capital. And all of these will benefit from deep, liquid, integrated European capital markets, making our work on the Capital Markets Union more urgent than ever. Europe, as you know, has one of the highest individual saving rates in the world. Retail investor participation in EU capital markets is comparatively low. Now, investing in capital markets can help retail investors meet their long-term financing needs. And over the long term, they should get better returns from capital markets than a savings account, particularly when interest rates are low. Retail investment is also a way of channeling badly needed funds back into the economy. It's a more efficient use of capital that helps both the retail investor and the wider economy. And the question is, how can we grow the investor base for EU capital markets? 
A key issue is retail investor access to markets and investor protection, making sure we have a framework that is both transparent and trustworthy. So we are assessing the rules in place in preparation for a strategy on retail investment next year. We need a framework that empowers retail investors to make the right financial decisions for them. A framework they can trust because it gives them sufficient protection. We will consider how the rules impact different stages of the retail investor journey. How to ensure, for example, that retail investors get clear, useful information. And by making sure that rules are consistent across legislation, we should help retail investors understand and compare products. We'll also look at the opportunities and risks of technology. Assessing the whole framework is a huge task, and of course it's not an easy one. Some of the solutions could be controversial, so we need to gather evidence. We've commissioned a large-scale study looking, among other things, at disclosures and inducements. Last week, we launched a public consultation on how the current rules work for retail investors and what might need to change. And I would encourage you all to participate. Another part of our work on capital markets is reviewing the laws that affect asset managers. First, on the regulation on European long-term investment funds. These have not scaled up well so far, but we believe they can help provide long-term capital for investment, including for SMEs or social and transport infrastructure. We're seeing a great deal of interest in launching such funds, especially in Italy. There's real potential to develop this fund segment. We want to make them a go-to fund structure for long-term investment. Our review is at an advanced stage. We aim to propose a legislative amendment to the regime towards the end of the year. Now, we're also looking at the Alternative Investment Fund Managers Directive. Fund managers want a robust legal framework that sets high standards without interfering unnecessarily with product composition. We understand that delegation helps efficient management of portfolios and sourcing the right expertise. Here we know some stakeholders want us to clarify the rules. We also want to implement the recommendations of the European Systemic Risk Board on liquidity management tools for managers of open-ended funds. The directive is still relatively new and has generally worked well. And here again, our work is well advanced. We aim to propose a legislative amendment towards the end of the year. Any changes will be targeted and proportionate to improve clarity and fill in any regulatory gaps. So in closing, I want to return to the theme of today's conference, Accelerated Transformation. Our newspapers this morning report extensively on the threats posed by failing to transform towards climate neutrality. Those threats extend to the financial system, as ECB Chief Economist Philip Lane warned at yesterday's Dublin Climate Dialogues. There is already disruption, and more is on the way, if we do not act and tackle the climate and environmental challenges now. But we have the capacity to manage this transformation rather than being overwhelmed by it. Disruption opens up new possibilities and new ways of doing things. And we need to make sure that we take advantage of those changing times to support innovation and sustainability as we build a greener, more digital and fairer Europe. Thank you.